Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. How are you? Doing good. Into November. It's my birthday week. Oh, really? I'm <laughs> excited for you. Thanks. The big three, four. Big three, four. My therapist says it's the best age, but I think that they have to say that because they wouldn't want to scare me any more than I'm scared. <laughs> There's nothing I can do about it, so we're going to take it. I think I'm enjoying my 30s more than I enjoyed anything else. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, I'm really sure. excited about our guest today. Me too. And also a lady in her 30s, I believe. Yes, yeah. and she's rocking it too. I agree. Today we have Jess Roebuck. Maybe you know her on Instagram or in the Scrappy community as Jess Claire Creates. She is from the UK, across the pond. She has the most adorable accent and has taught me some very cool Britishisms. And I'm really excited to chat with her. What's cute is I guess we were so into the conversation with each other that like she never commented how New York we sound and we didn't really comment about how like English she sounded. You know what I mean? I feel like that happens all the time when you come into contact with people with different accents. You're just like, oh, you say that funny. But like that was never the case. Like we were just so into what we were both saying. Right? It's just so wonderful. It's it's so fantastic. And she has so much to say about being a British scrapbooker, and we get into the best conversation. We have um, a couple of things to tell you guys this week. There is some awesome book club content over on the Patreon. If you guys are reading Amy Tangerine's Craft a Life You Love with us, there have been weekly discussion questions, and they're fantastic. I have been learning so much on my third read of Amy's book, and it is awesome for me and my personal growth and I'm loving every single thing you guys are sharing with us too. Other thing, we uh, have a bonus episode coming up on Patreon also. Amanda and I are doing our bonus currently episode this month. So if you guys want to know what we are reading and listening and watching and feeling and making and loving and planning, catch that on Friday the 19th. Friday the 16th. Oh, I'm just going to make up dates though. (laughs) I'm just going to confuse everybody. <laughs> um, I've been doing my December daily planning. And uh, if you haven't listened to Allie Edwards' December daily episode, after this one, go and listen to that one and plan December daily with us too. Okay. Um, but I think that's it. Should we go and get uh, Jess and talk to her for our interview? Let's do it. Welcome to the Crafty Ass Female Podcast, an audio show that talks about the resourceful ways we women are living our lives and the crafty projects we create in between. We are your hosts, Amanda Zampelli and Kristen Tweedale, and we believe you are a capable badass who already has all the tools you need to make beautiful things and make beautiful things happen. We're just here to remind you. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Kristen. Hey, Jess. Hey, guys. I am so ex- <laughs> Sorry. I am so- no, it's fine. <laughs> oh, we're just we're just doing it. It's going to be one of those days. I love mm-hmm. it. It's been one of those days. It's been one of those weeks. <laughs> um, today we have Jess here. Um, and I'm super excited. Jess reached out to us. And um, you know what? I'm just going to hand it right over to her. Jess Roebuck, tell us all about you. Yeah. So, hi. I'm Jess. I'm uh, Jess... Claire Creates Online. Um, I'm a single mum to one little boy called Benjamin, who's three, and I work full-time, well, kind of full-time, term-time, in a school nearby. Um, 
and I'm also on the Wild Hair Kit design team and I'm responsible for posting their blogs. Um, so yeah, I reached out to Kristen and sent her an email. Um, I've been listening to the show from the start uh, and I've done lots of Kristen's projects before and I said, you know, I've been listening to your episodes and I've been loving all your guests and um, I'd listened to, I think it was Jacqueline's episode where she was talking about the opportunities that she gets and how people have said to her, how do you get all these amazing opportunities? And she said, well, I just kind of do it. Instead of talking about it, I just go out and do it and kind of ask for what I want. And I thought, that's great. I'm going to do that. I'm just going to say, I think you should have me on. <laughs> and <laughs> here you are. <laughs> here I am. Of course, oh, yeah. of course. Yes, I love it. Yeah, and Jess has a super interesting perspective of like, and and one I didn't even really notice before. So many of our guests have been like longtime crafty ass females of like, and this is a thing that Amanda and I have talked about of like, you know, we were kind of born in smocks of, you know, <laughs> we grew up finger paints. We grew up, you know, what are those things with the looms? Do you remember doing those, Amanda? Yeah, the... The you made like pot holders. Were, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The elasticy that went around, and then they came out, and it was like a cute little square. <laughs> yes, those things. But yeah. Jess, you started scrapbooking with the birth of your son, right? Yeah, yeah. So I had dabbled in scrapbooking before. Um, my mum has always been a big photo keeper, so she has lots of photo albums. And when I was young, I was about seven. We went on a family holiday and they took me out of school to go. So I guess she wanted me to do something semi-educational. So we created a scrapbook of the holiday. So that would have been the first time I did a scrapbook. But yeah, other than that, as a kid, I grew up, I was basically a librarian. Like books (laughs) were my jam and I would sit and read for hours. And my favorite thing to do was reorganize my bookshelf. Um, (laughs) And then from then I just kind of progressed into academics. So I went through school quite high achieving. And so school knew that they wanted to push me to university um, because obviously that looks good Mm. on the school. Um, So I was always told that's what I was aiming for. Um, And so that's just kind of what I dedicated all my time to just study. So I would have I would never have called myself creative. I would have said I was pure academic um, and I was never any good at art or design or or really interested in any of it. And then it wasn't until 2015 when uh, I I was actually watching a beauty blogger blogger on YouTube um, and she was talking about memory keeping in Project Life. So she just bought an album and some cards and that kind of stuff. And I just thought, oh, I love photos. I've always loved having photos and keeping photos. And that just seems like a really great way to get some words in as well. So I guess I must have bought it all myself. <laughs> I bought an album and a, a core kit. Um, I think it was Strawberry or something. <laughs> core Project Life kit. And uh, yeah, and printed some off that I found on Pinterest. Um, and started Project Lifing in a very basic, you know, core Project Life way, sort of photos, cards, writing finished and I did that for a good year before I even really discovered the creative community or anything Um, and then I think at the end of that year 
no, it must have been the following year that I found out about December Daily. And then I was like, oh, my ah! goodness, there's so much more to this than what I've been doing. Um, and I was like, oh, my God, don't know. I don't know if that's me and I don't know if I can do all that. But then I started on um, a design team in the UK called the UK Scrap Addicts. Um, and that pushed me to create different things and create things on different topics and so then I was kind of introduced to this whole new um, format of doing doing scrapbooking that's not just weekly project life pages um, and so yeah it's just kind of gone on from there. Fine! <laughs> it sounds very similar to like how to my and I think all of us really too who like stumble upon this and try this and then a little bit more taste and then like I feel like the snowball picks up <laughs> yeah Just yeah like... definitely it kind of goes from oh I could put stickers on this <laughs> to like I have a whole bedroom full of stuff yeah now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you have to add to your collection yeah I love that story so I have a bunch of things I want to crack open with that story but yeah. do you want to say anything Kristen I do. I think yeah, it's so. really funny how, like, school pushes you. Because it's something that they did to me, too. Is that if you wanted to do college prep, you couldn't do any of the creatives. Like, I had to push really, really hard just to be able to do music. Mm -hmm. Like, I could only do band one year. I could only do choir the other year. And in order to fit that into my schedule, like, I had to do an extra period's worth of school. In right, order yeah. And it's so dumb because yeah. in you order to like, be both right and when you do music <laughs> then like when you do creative things your like your right brain works better when your left brain is doing things and your left brain works better when your right brain is doing things and so to just like shoehorn people into oh you're only going to go to college so only do your academic things or you're yeah. it, it's i'm sorry <laughs> yeah yeah i mean it's not even as prescriptive as that here like I did um I did do music for my GCSE but I don't know quite why I chose to do that because I couldn't read music so it made it quite difficult but I enjoyed the singing um and then for my A-levels I did do drama um and I kind of knew that wasn't taking me where I wanted to go but I needed to do it because it was fun um, and it was, I didn't, I didn't get, I got my worst grade in that subject, but I made the best friends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, that was just so much fun. I would not have changed that. Um, and I still ended up where I, where I wanted to be the university and, uh, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, now I'm actually not using that. I, um, I did a degree in psychology. Um, and then I looked at doing a PGCE, which is like a year on top to become a teacher. Um, but I didn't get onto that course. So then I went into schools as a teaching assistant um, and did that for a few years. And then one of the schools that I was working at offered to, it's kind of like a paid teaching course. So I did a year with them um, and it was salaried. So I still got a wage and they were paying my fees. Mm -hmm. um, so I did my year and qualified as a teacher. And then I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I was, like, was going to ask you if you were a teacher and then we'd have yeah. a whole nother podcast episode on that. <laughs> yeah, no, probably could still have a whole other podcast episode on it. Um, but yeah, at the end of it, I just thought, no, I can't, that's not, I don't think I can succeed at that. 
and I want to have children and I can't see in my mind how I can fit those two things together because I mean I do what I can now and it's a struggle at times mm -hmm. um, but the amount of work that comes with teaching and I just every day I would turn up and not feel prepared yeah and uh, my life story think, <laughs> yeah yeah I just yeah. think I can't I can't feel like I'm succeeding when I feel like that all the time and because I am a perfectionist I want to feel I'm doing a good job and in this job on my good days I can go in give it my everything be done in time to go and pick my son up and think I did a good job at that and I don't need to do anything more until I go back the next morning. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I totally get it. I totally get it. But wow, interesting. So you decided that that wasn't going to be what you did recently? Um, I like did my teach. I finished my teaching in um, 2013. Mm. I think that's right. Yeah. Um, so then I went back in. To schools as a teaching assistant so I did that I was um, I was working specifically with children with special educational needs um, and then I finished that to go off on maternity so I left mm. and had Ben um, so that was 2015 and then I had um, then I was off until this January um, and I went back part-time and did two days a week but not in my area so it was in the bigger city so it meant that I had to travel in and out um, and at that point I wasn't driving I've only just learned to drive um, so I was getting a train and a bus and it was taking me an hour and a half to get there and an hour and a half to get back which wasn't too bad because it was only two days a week but it meant that I had to have other people helping me take Ben to nursery because his nursery wasn't open long enough for me to drop in myself um, so it was it was hard work um to do just two days and now i'm doing five days but it's it's literally behind my house mm. so i can go and drop ben off i can walk and drop him off and then walk to work and be at work in time and then finish and go and pick him up and it's so much easier <laughs> resourceful girlfriend i just i get it on so many yeah. levels Ah. The moment that I saw that job, I was just like, I need that job. <laughs> it's right there. And it's the school that I want Ben to go to in September. So he'll start school properly um, in September when he's four. Um, so I'll be working, hopefully still, in the school that he goes to. So, nice. Yeah. <sighs> That's a mouthful and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, how do you feel now? So like basically how things are going now and because it feels like that was a struggle for a long time and only just January you kind of got back into it. Yeah, yeah. It feels like a lot has changed. So like if I think back just a year, I wasn't working at all. Mm -hmm. I was completely stay at home, single mom just a year ago. And so I've gone back part time and then gone back full time. And out of my group of friends that have kids in my area, I was the last one to go back to work. They all returned to work much sooner because they were still with their partners and had a lot of family support as well. Um, so they were, they sort of had that time to be able to go back without worrying about the cost of the childcare. Um, whereas I was the last one to go back part-time and now I'm the first one to go back full-time. <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, I'll just do all that. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine, I can handle that. But yeah. from my point of view, it's not full-time. I start at 20 to nine and I finish at 10 past three. 
it's not a full nine to five day and then I get the holidays as well so it's ideal for me because I can have the holidays with Ben and I'm still getting a good couple of hours in the evening with him so I don't feel like I'm missing out as much. Isn't it crazy that like how one thing piles on top of another and top of it, like just like a treadmill too fast to your body and like you can't, you're trying to yeah. keep up and keep everything yeah. in order to be able to yeah. <laughs> tackle what comes at you, but it's like impossible. And then when you're working during the hours, you're supposed to call people. It's yeah. like, how are you? So, like, that's been a major challenge. Because <laughs> yeah. until this year when I started teaching, I was home in the day. So I was like, oh, all these calls? Yeah, I got five hours of time to sort this <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I have a to-do list that has optician's <gasps> appointment and dentist appointment. And I know just what you mean. Um, I started in the summer, I started a course of counseling um, for my anxiety. And they wanted me to do face-to-face in-person counseling. And um, I just said, I, I just don't think I can. Um, you know, I go to work in the work day and I've just started this job. Well, I've not even started it at this point. And I said, I don't want to take time off. I really want to do well at this and feel like I'm doing well at it. And if I'm already taking days off, you know, for personal things, then I'm already going to feel like I'm not doing what I should be doing. And then after that, I have a three-year-old that I want to spend time with because I'm just going back to five days work and I'm not spending time with him. So um, I was like, I, I just don't think that's going to work. Um, and they were they were really good. There's actually a um, service in my area that does online CBT counseling. Mm. That's awesome. Very yeah. good. And I yeah, love when I heard you... about that, I was like, yes, that's I can yeah, do that. I right. can do that. And, uh, right. and they, she was still kind of trying to encourage me to have the face-to-face and she was like, we think this would be more beneficial for you. And I was like, look, you give me online homework. I am down with that. I am a big fan of homework. I am so motivated. (laughs) I'm going to do it all. Like I'm, I'm the perfect person for that kind of thing. I love it. I love it. Yeah. 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 That's a good attitude to have when you know that that would work better and someone's not listening. Yeah. You're like, no, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, I, I think all the t- like, you're already a superhero in my head and we've only been talking for 20 minutes, but I, I feel the same way. Like I want, like I'm teaching now and I just wonder like, how do women with kids come home to more kids? Like, <laughs> like I'm just like, I come home and I am done. I am like done, like the couch and me. So then it makes me think like your story so far and you had your son in 2015, right? Mm-hmm. Which coincidentally was when you started scrap, like when you started Project yeah. Life thing. So my, I'm yeah. thinking like the crafting has kind of become something you needed like in yes. your life. Yeah. So I'd, I'd just finished work after, you know, going all through school and all through university and working from then on to being off on maternity leave, just waiting for this baby who was like as late as he could possibly be. So that went on for forever. Um, so yeah, I had all this time on my hands and I was like, all right, what am I gonna do with myself? Um, and then I saw this thing and I just thought that would be perfect because I'm gonna take loads of photos of Ben. I'm gonna want somewhere to put them all. And this way it's gonna get some of my thoughts and feelings down as well. Um, I mean, <laughs> looking back at my 2015 album, I'm not sure how many thoughts and feelings went into it, but it was mostly facts. Yeah. Um, but I still, it's still kind of fun to look back on yeah. and kind of, I, I was bought baby books, um, <clears throat> more than one, I think, and I don't think I'd even touch them. 
because I thought, well, I'm, I'm doing it all in my format, mm. in Project Life anyway. So I just stuck to that. But um, yeah, it's funny to look back on like my first few pages. So I did a few before he was born, um, getting used to it and was trying to fit photos, six by four photos into two, three by four pockets and then like <laughs> chopping people's faces in half and things. Yeah, let's not do that. So I, I guess I, I've not even really seen anyone do it before. I, I wasn't following anyone that was doing it. Um, I literally had just heard about it and just bought it all and just tried it. Um, and yeah, so then I've got like, I've got pages, quite a few pages of sort of having him being in the hospital and that kind of thing. And then I had one, I started off with one weekly page. So like a single side of Project Life. So that was 2015. Then 2016, the pages started turning into double pages <laughs> because then I was sort of getting more creative with it. And I was like, oh, I could get these simple story stickers and they could go on here and they could look like this. And then I'm sort of thinking, well, I'm not using any of my Project Life filler cards because I'm just putting in words and pictures. So then I was like, no, I want some of the pretty stuff as well. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I started following people and then I was like, wow, yeah, I want to uh, do some more of that kind of stuff. Um, and then I think I started with um, Traveler's Notebooks. I think I did that before I did any sort of traditional layouts. Um, so I kind of got in on that as it first started and I started up a group on Facebook um, for Traveler's Notebook Scrapbooking, um, oh. which is actually like massive now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I get like. You're going to have to send me the link. In. Yeah. So I will. that I can put in the show notes and people can ask to join. Yeah. What's it called? It's called Traveler's Notebook Scrapbookers, I think. I'll double check and I'll send you the link. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, I, I don't do a great deal to it. Um, I kind of tried to do some challenges at one point, but the group wasn't really big enough. And um, so it's just kind of, it's there and it yeah. runs itself and people share photos and stuff. Um, but yeah, I just thought for a place to have, I really struggled when I started with Traveler's Notebook Scrabbleking that there wasn't like a, a specific hashtag on Instagram. So I would search Traveler's Notebooks and get lots of people's travel yeah, yeah. with a yeah. notebook. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, no, I want to see the scrapbook layout. Yeah. Um, so that's why I thought there needs to be some place that's just for scrapbook pages in Traveler's Notebooks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I started that. Um, that would have been last year. Maybe 2016. Maybe I did a few in 2016, but mostly 2017. And now I'm just, I've got so many Traveller's Notebooks, they're just falling off my shelves. <laughs> That's such a fun thing to work in. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And to, until you uh, overestimate how much you can fit in them and they start <laughs> popping off the staples. <laughs> I've I've had that problem. I've had that problem where I like get to the middle, and the middle just is like, mm, sorry, <laughs> no. this page isn't gonna be here anymore. <laughs> I guess you're just gonna have to use this paper in something else. Yeah, I always feel like, oh, but there's all those pages now at the back that are just empty. And <laughs> so there was one I did for my holiday, and I just thought, oh, I'm just gonna carry on and tried to keep it as thin and flat as possible, and then. Just put it into a cover so the elastic now holds all the falling out pages together. 
That's a great um, solution. Yeah. I love it. So uh, that's when I tried the rings, but I think um, I'm not sure if that's quite the right thing for me either because I've <laughs> had to buy three and a half inch rings and they're still not quite big enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. I saw that on your Instagram today. Yeah. <laughs> Those huge binder rings. I've done this. I've literally done the same thing and I asked myself the exact same question. I was like, is this a problem with the book or is it a problem with maybe me? I'm like, you know what? Either way, it's going to be amazing. And (laughs) either it's like the thickest book ever and it's amazing and I don't do this again or I do this like every single time. Yeah, I started off with it in two separate albums. This is for a holiday that was four days long. Um, But apparently (laughs) I just take so many photos and they're all amazing. The problem is, you see, it was me and my boyfriend and he is into photography. So he has not one, yeah. but two decent DSLR cameras. Um, oh, nice. And we both have quite good camera phones as well. So that's just a lot of photos to come home with, not just mine, but his as well, um, from two cameras and two phones. So uh, yeah, there was just a lot of good stuff. It all had yeah. to go in. <laughs> <laughs> go in. And then it's so fun when you have all the pretty photos and you can match it. Yeah, and because I knew it was going on the rings, I was like, Oh, I'll put flare in, I'll put stickers <laughs> in, I'll put all this good stuff in. So, yeah, it's just huge. <laughs> <laughs> I like chunky albums. Yes. Okay, so you and me had a really fun conversation of a picture that you took of you and your boyfriend at a pub eating pizza. Right. And and you were having tea. And then you had uh, to yeah. explain to me <laughs> um northern British terms for uh like food the times. meal. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So so can you explain to our listeners because this is my favorite conversation <laughs> that I've had in a long time. Okay. So in England we've got a division between the north and the south. So the South, they, they're pretty logical. They make sense. They have <laughs> breakfast, lunch, and dinner. In the North, <laughs> we don't have that. We have breakfast, dinner, and tea. So <laughs> we have <laughs> our evening meal, we call tea. Uh, cup of tea, we also call tea. So you just have to kind of know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, and yeah, it caused some uh, arguments. I went to university in Nottingham, which is kind of central England. So it had a lot of people from lots of different areas. Um, and some of my housemates were southerners and they we had lots of drunken arguments <laughs> about this topic. But yeah, so I still cannot stop myself from saying tea for my evening meal yeah and so you <laughs> when you say tea that definitely like that means tea but when you say dinner it's called tea when we <laughs> say tea it could be dinner it could be a cup of tea and a cup of tea can happen at any time of the day yeah all, yeah. all the time in england okay <laughs> <laughs> yeah but when you say dinner it could be lunch or yeah. dinner yeah yeah, I can so use down. dinner for everything if I'm talking to Ben. So I'm like, because I just think keep it as simple as possible for the kids <laughs> for now. And um, then, so yeah, I just say dinner for a meal that's anything other than breakfast. 
And then what just looped in my head was, have a very merry unbirthday to you. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Because it just like, it, th- things are like this way and that way, which she just described. So it's a confusing thing. So it just reminded me of that Alice in Wonderland scene and they had tea there. I don't know. They did have I tea. I make weird associations. Yeah, lots of tea. <laughs> No, that was my favorite conversation because I was like, oh, okay, tea, that makes sense. And then there's always tea. Yeah. So that tea was just confusing. <laughs> I was like, okay, well, there's tea. So tea. I love it. You're our first overseas guest. This is very exciting for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. And see, we're resourceful all around the world. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's not as easy in the UK to be um, – a scrapbooker <laughs> there are distinct ideas about what that means um not many people have seen sort of modern scrapbooks so when i show them mine they're like oh oh okay that's not what i was expecting um and yeah it's it can be tricky sometimes finding product um it's not as readily available here we i mean i know that in the u.s you're losing a lot of your local scrapbook stores as well um, yeah. we, we didn't really have any to start with. <laughs> we have um, craft stores, but their scrapbooking selection is tiny. Um, and they are very few and far between. So we have a hobby craft in Sheffield, which is our closest. Um, <clears throat> and they tend to have like a year old product. Um, so Project Life, they have some Project Life stuff. Um, and some general scrapbooking stuff, but mostly it's like a year behind um, and it's full price. There's there's rarely ever sales on everything that we get. It's kind of, I'm always jealous when I see like US hauls and they're like, oh, I got this for like $2. (laughs) And I'm like, what? We'd have to pay about 20 quid for that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's, uh, it's not as easy to get all the stuff. And obviously, if we are getting stuff from the US, the shipping is crazy mm-hmm. um, on a lot of things. Like, a lot of the kit subscriptions have lowered their shipping, which has made it a little bit easier. But still, it's like, I think I looked at ordering some Felicity Jane stuff, and the shipping would be about £30. And I'm like, oof, it's a lot of money. And it, it's so pretty, but it's a lot of money. That um, basically doubles the cost of the kit, right? That's it. That's it. So, so I don't tend to... And do you feel if someone over there started like a kit subscription that they wouldn't need to have come from overseas? You know what I mean? Do you feel like there would be a big enough audi- a UK audience for that? Yeah, but wouldn't it have to? It would it'd be so hard to get product to, to do the kit. Oh, kits. I see. They'd still be getting it in from the US. Um, I see. Yeah, so there were kits. Uh, there are kits. Um, I can't think of the name of the one that's still running, but there was one called Like Forever, which I was subscribed to for like two months. I heard about (laughs) it and I was like, this is amazing and it's in the UK. And then she closed. And I was like, oh, damn. Um, And so that was really good. But there there are some smaller ones um, and stationary ones and things. But yeah, mostly they've got to get it from overseas. Mm -hmm. So I imagine that the time for the new stuff would be even longer doing it mm. that way. I see. So, yeah, but, but you uh, would say that like UK has like a scrapbooking <clears throat> commu- like industry community of people that would want 
Like there's a, I don't know what I'm asking. Yeah, it's not as big, I feel. Mm. Um, for a small country, I think, it, it, yeah, it's just not as well known. There is a community mm. and there's, um, there is the UK Scrap Addicts, which um, sort of promote right. scrapbooking in the UK and UK scrapbookers and um, sort of retreats and crops and shops and all that kind of stuff. So I there's see. quite a lot of small businesses um, within the UK, which is good. So there's things like I get all my travelers notebook covers and my inserts from within the UK, um, and they're really good. So yeah, um, and I have one of my best friends, who was my best friend anyway, is also into crafting. Um, so and I didn't realize when I started Project Life that she used to do 12 by 12 stuff. And mm. um, so she had a load of stuff that she gave me, and now we're then she was doing Project Life as well, and we both kind of hopped on the Traveller's Notebook bandwagon at the same time. So that's been really good. And I met one of the other girls that's on um, the UK Scrap Addicts team lives really, really close to me. So that was fun. I was like, people who I can yeah. see in real life. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you so, have, yeah, like, crafty hangouts? Um, not really. We haven't yeah. done. Um, Sarah has mentioned something because there's, there's like, a, it's for a charity, and it's a afternoon thing like an afternoon of crafting and it's, it's kind of sold as kind of card making and that sort of stuff but we're thinking of doing it for scrapbooking and trying to get some other people involved as well so we'll that see. sounds really fun um yeah. we get about three percent of our listeners from the uk which i think is a pretty good number for yeah. the population difference yeah um it's cool. pretty awesome and I think, like, it's funny how, like, because here, it's so easy to see how scrapbooking blew up and then was everywhere with the way the economy boomed. And then we have all the big box stores and then everyone could get everything for a huge discount. Like you were saying with the halls of like, oh, I got this core kit for literally two dollars and 75 cents because you know it was originally 30 dollars and then it was marked down to 50 percent off and then you get the coupon oh, oh come in for you know 75 percent off everything that's already marked down and then you have your special like i'm on your newsletter get an extra 20 percent off everything that's on clearance and then it literally becomes five dollars right. <laughs> right and and that's just not how it works in other countries no, we don't have any of the kind of like coupons that you guys do. Like, I've watched programs where people do their whole weekly shop and spend nothing because they've got it all on coupons. Um, I don't know. Yeah, that doesn't happen in the UK. Um, there's not that kind of uh, yep. process. So it, it's it's full price or nothing. So it does feel a bit unfair when I see people doing that and I'm like, oh, I've got to pay thirty pounds for that. Um, yeah, and like the albums and things and and so then my other option is to buy it from overseas so it's cheaper but then the shipping so then I pay the same I did that actually with the fuse tool I ordered the fuse tool I think it was from studio calico because they had it on sale and I was like oh it's on sale yeah. so I ordered it paid the shipping and thought oh well, that's you know a better deal and then <laughs> I realized it had the US plug so then I had to oh. buy an adapter because uh. the UK to US adapter is readily available because obviously people go on holiday from here to there mm. but to get one from the US to the UK again I was oh, like no. oh I should have just bought the UK yeah. one. 
<laughs> just ordered it from Amazon. <laughs> Was it yeah. worth it? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I weren't used it as much it as you thought. <laughs> I've used it with very limited success a handful of times. So maybe I need to practice a bit more. Um, ready for December daily to try and use it a bit more. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, you gave me one. I did give you one. It's still in I'm the gonna, box. I'm going to pull it out <laughs> and use it. Uh, uh, yeah, the, I, because I haven't pocket scrapbook. I've been doing so much um, memory planning. It's I, fun. It's fun to use uh, and make like those shaker cards that yeah. we made in 2005. Crafty challenge. Whip out our fuse tool. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, does anyone have a drawer full of sequins still? <laughs> I have tons yeah. of them. I have tons yeah. and tons and tons of sequins. That's what the fuse tool is great for, yeah. making <laughs> pockets for your sequins, because otherwise they'll get everywhere. Yeah. The sequins aren't too bad. The glitter, man. <laughs> I've been using the um, highly Swap adhesive phrases. Um, and the first time I used one and I covered it all in glitter and it I was like, oh, my God, there's glitter everywhere. It's over the whole desk. It's covering the entire project. It's covering five of the projects that are in the vicinity. It's covering me and my entire bedroom. And then it's just like contagious. It just spreads throughout the whole house to everybody I come into contact with. But then I looked at it and I was like, oh, but it looks Beautiful. so pretty and sparkly. So then so I did it like pretty. 10 more times. <laughs> See, the glitter lesson is something us born in smocks learn early. And by the time, <laughs> that is a lesson that we have learned time and time again in our teens, in our 20s. It's true. Yeah. There, I, have, I have like multiple glitter tips. <laughs> Let me give you glitter tip number one. Yes, do, um, please. The static cling things that you put in the dryer like a, what are they? I don't, yeah, dryer I don't sheets. Know, dryer sheets. Uh, do you guys have, uh, this is a stupid question, man. Do you have dryer sheets in England? Um, I don't have any. I don't know if that's a reflection on me as a housekeeper <laughs> <laughs> or, or the state of the UK. Well, I, well it's funny that's because cute. like, I know them because, like, my mom had them, and I learned this when I was, like, a crafter still living at my mom's house. But also, like, millennials have been not using them, and, like, I read lots of articles, like, a year and a half ago about how, like, dryer companies in the U.S. are, like, going out of business slash losing a lot of money because millennials are not buying proper dryer products, including fabric softener and, like, dryer sheets. (laughs) Right. When I was a kid, we didn't have a dryer. We had a washing machine and then like a clothes horse that we'd hang clothes on to dry or radiators. So uh, I've only just got a dryer as I've become a mom. So I haven't been taught by my mom how to use it. (laughs) Um, I really want a laundry line. I really want a clothes line here because one, the dryer is super, super, super loud and right next to our kitchen and it makes my head hurt. And also, clothes coming off a laundry line smell so good. And you, your ba- your backyard is big enough to do your whole entire house worth of wardrobe. <laughs> true. <laughs> like... It's true. So um, but if they do exist in England, yes, I will try and find some for the glitter. You should because they there are like a dollar for a whole package. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and like it takes away the static. So that the glitter doesn't get everywhere. Everywhere. Um, yep. And then there are like, you know, it's just, you know, do it in a box. Yeah. But then I tend white- to do it on like a sheet of paper. 
so like wipe down that entire sheet of paper with like a dryer sheet yeah um because then the glitter will not cling everywhere Mm. because the static electricity will be nullified by the dryer sheet interesting I'll try out next time. <laughs> helpful, helpful, crafty tip. I wonder how many of those I'm you sure have. There are we other do things? I was going to say, how many of those do you have? Should we have a whole episode on that? Um, <laughs> glitter tips or just like weird things I know? Like hacks. Like craft, like oh, born. Craft hacks? We born, can have a craft hacks yeah. episode. We'll do that Maybe. next season. Maybe. Oh, yeah, guys. Send do do you have hacks. any special crafty hacks, Jess? We can, we can like just pull everybody. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Mail in your crafty hacks while we wait for Jess to think of one. Yeah, while well, I have a think. Um, she did just use extra large binder rings. True. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, probably just, yeah, I mean, I guess um, using your uh, Traveler's Notebook cover elastic to keep all your pages together, that's a good one. <laughs> it um, is a good one. She's looking around her cute little craft room. Yeah. Look how many things she has. Look at that. I I will have a think and get back to you. (laughs) Yeah. We'll just have everybody come on for an episode next season and give us like one crafty hack. Yeah. I'm like super down for that. Um, But just, I think that's another thing that's super interesting is how it is so much more not just different, but it is a bigger struggle to be a memory keeper not in America. Yeah. I've I've had people make comments as well before um, and say things like like, put it down and, and call it my middle-aged thing. And I'm like, wait, what? It's photos and words. How How is that age-specific? Oh, boy. Um, no. (laughs) No. This has been online or people in real life? Oh, no, this is in real life. Oh. But so your community of fellow crafters is mostly online? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Other than, um, like, like Terry I met online and Claire I met through Wild Haircuts. Mm. So Sarah's the only person that I knew before I got into crafting that craft. Um, Yeah, so... Everybody else is online. Fine. And what's your it's favorite? A, po- Go ahead, Kristen. Yeah. I was gonna. Say, it's good to have a a supportive online community because sometimes it is hard to find in person people that are like. That just get it. Yeah. That are crafty yeah. as females too. Yeah. True. Yeah. Because, definitely. And like when you don't have people that get it, it's hard to have. It's hard to like be out as like a crafter as a scrapbooker as like okay, I'm going to go over here and take this picture of this thing now. I know you don't mm-hmm. understand, yeah. but, like, I'm going to go yeah. over here and stand in front of this restaurant and take a picture of this sign. Yeah, it might on my feet. weird to you. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's, this is just what I'm doing. I'm sorry, yeah. this is who I am. And, you know, like, whether you started doing it three years ago, whether you started doing it 30 years ago, whether you started doing it three weeks ago, it doesn't matter. If you want to tell your story this way, it's awesome. And I know one of the cool things, the things that I think is awesome, is that you started telling a lot more of your story. Um, so tell us more about that journey. Yeah, so obviously I started off just because I was having Ben. 
um, that's why I started my first Project Life album. So I started with baby photos, and that that was, I mean, that was my life anyway. <laughs> that was what was happening. Um, so that was all I did really. And then I think it was towards the end of that year that I found Lister's Got a List. Um, Corey the Reset Girl, I think it was her challenge. Um, so I did a month of that in a little notebook that I got cheap from the local like store that sells everything um, and used Project Life cards that I already had. So I did that um, and that was the first time that I was doing something that was like, this is actually about me and not about who I am as a mum. And I did struggle quite a lot when I was on my own with Ben. When I became a single stay-at-home mum and I thought, wow, this is not where I expected myself to be when I was, you know, studying psychology or training to be a teacher. And I had always really valued the academic side of my identity. And to go from that and always being sort of high achieving and um, successful to being like, oh, I'm a stay-at-home mom on benefits. Like, I felt like I had to justify myself to people. Um, and I dropped him off at nursery once and maybe I wasn't totally confident in what I was wearing or something. But I remember walking away and thinking, I wanted to say to those women, I have a degree in psychology. Mm. I'm a qualified teacher. Like, there's more to me than just a single stay-at-home mom. Mm. Um, and so I think it was good for me to start to identify my own story and my own personality and my own experiences and document them. Um, so I've done a few um, pages and stories and projects where I've gone back um, to previous events. Um, and I've talked a bit before on the Scrap Girls podcast about documenting a miscarriage that I had before I had been. Um, so I wanted to, there, there have been things that I've needed to get down on paper and put somewhere so they can live somewhere um, so that I can move on from them. So I think that's really important for telling your own stories. There are some things that you just can't have going round and round in your head all the time. Um, and doing it in that way, it gives it a place to put it all. Um, so now I feel like it's much more ingrained in me to tell my stories and to not just tell the facts of what I'm doing, but talk about how I'm feeling about things and how things are going and reflect on relationships. And yeah, it gives me a way to process mm -hmm. my life. Thank you for sharing. I think that's amazing. Mm -hmm. I think it's absolutely true. And, and then I love how you talk about how you put down not only facts, but your thoughts and your feelings. And this is a way for you to process your story and not just keep it up swirling around in your head constantly. And I think in a way, when we're writing down our stories, our feelings are facts, especially when we're putting them down in this creative way. It's, you know, there's not anyone else out there who can, you know, say, well, that's, you know, that's not true, that there's no one else to argue with that, that th those are your facts. Your feelings are 
100% valid. They're absolutely your truth. And, and there's something so incredibly powerful in being able to create something tangible where you can say like this is me and this is my story and I'm ready to put it over here because it's an important part of my life but I don't need it to be in my head every single second yeah Yeah, I've I've struggled at times um, with how to get all that information down Um, so I have in the last few months moved away from Project Life which was a difficult decision for me because it's what I started with and I loved it and I felt like you know it kind of covered everything and I didn't feel like anything was being missed out but I found it really hard to include all the photos that I wanted to include for the whole week and give in-depth journaling in the tiny spaces that were left um, because once you'd kind of outlined what had happened each day, there, there wasn't space for that kind of mm-hmm. in-depth stuff. Um, so I was finding that I was doing like eight and a half by 11 layouts, or I was doing Traveler's Notebook pages about one story in particular, as well as all the Project Life stuff, like double page weekly spreads. Um, and I was just, Project Life kept getting put to the bottom of the pile and then I was behind and then I needed to catch up and I needed to do it all totally creatively, which meant printing photos of different sizes and it just was becoming a chore. So I I thought about it for a long time and I talked about it quite a lot and I was kind of saying, I think I'm moving away from it and I kept saying it to see how it would feel and then I've just stopped doing it because it's it was just too much of a project and it wasn't bringing me any joy. So now what I've started doing is a traveler's notebook that's got a week, it's a weekly insert. So it's got the days of the week down one side and then it's grid on the other. So I've been putting like daily gratitude in. So I feel like I'm getting a snapshot of every day. Then I'll have a couple of photos on the uh, right hand side And then if I feel like I've got more photos, then I'll just cover the next few pages in scrapbook paper and do creative pages for their own creative sake. So I feel like I'm getting it all in. I'm getting the journaling in, I'm getting the creative pages in, and it's a more manageable format. Mm -hmm. Um, And then if I feel like there's something that needs a deeper story, then I can add more journaling into those pages, or I'll do like, an eight and a half by 11 page because they are, I find them manageable to create and then it's affordable to keep as well because I can just get A4 binders and um, like plastic wallets, which are dead cheap and easily available rather than sort of pocket pages, which I have to then get from the US. Yeah, I think that that's something I was, um, that's a really great hack. That can be your hack, Jess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> buy uh eight and a half by 11s because no yeah. matter where you are you can they're you know office supplies yeah that's it card plastic wallets and a binder you can get them anywhere um and for my um now it wasn't this week in the life 
but last year's Week in the Life, I did an A5 album because I kind of wanted 6x8, but that would have meant buying a 6x8 album <laughs> and 6x8 page protectors. Um, and, you know, I kind of go overboard, so it would have meant a lot of 6x8 page protectors. <laughs> um, and I just, at the time, felt I can't really afford to do that. So I bought an A5 binder, which cost me about pound fifty and some plastic wallets which cost about the same and did it kind of digitally and then added stuff onto it um and yeah i still love that project and it cost me barely anything so and because they were a5 i was able to print two pages on one page of a4 which yeah. you can't do with six by eight so yeah, yeah. i'm all for that we overachievers <laughs> <laughs> we overachievers tend to do that, don't we? We tend to take something that we love and turn it into like this monster of a thing that then doesn't fulfill us anymore. I just I I just once wrote something called like the problem with overachieving and the problem is that over part. It's like if you take away the over, there's achievement and there's fun and yeah, there's doing stuff. And that's but, good. Right. Yeah. But we're just like too busy overdoing it. That's the one great thing about being a former perfectionist right is that you get to be like oh yeah i used to be a perfectionist now i can be like this is what works for me right. and i think that's the best part about being like a crafty ass female is like okay yeah i was i say like you walk into target here but like you walk into i don't know what store you walk into and then it's like oh okay i can do that or i guess you walk onto ali edwards website and be yeah. like oh i can do that <laughs> yeah yeah, the um, the video on my YouTube where I share how I was doing Week in the Life on a budget has the most views that any of my videos yeah. have ever got. There you go. But that's what I'm saying. It's like the crafty ass female resourcefulness comes into resourceful yourself out of your own overachievingness. <laughs> like to yeah. to resource to be resourceful to help yourself <laughs> out from yourself sometimes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that that's one of those things when you try to figure out your own problems and it's like, yeah. oh, here's how I figured out this thing for myself. Yeah. And then you yeah. share it with other people. It's always so much more successful than when you try to figure out other people's problems. And it's yeah. like, oh, yeah, I did this for you. Yeah. It's like, mm -hmm. no, no, this is what I did. did this for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, mind blown. I'm sorry. Go ahead. One of um, my problems <laughs> that I've brought on myself um, is that I don't share photos of Ben's face online, um, which we, me and his dad, made that decision before he was born, so that was before I was scrapbooking. <laughs> so I didn't realize that it was going to become an issue for how what I can scrapbook and what I can share. Um, but, yeah, I, uh, I have learned to take a lot of photos of the back of his head. <laughs> <laughs> because I want to scrapbook about him, um, but if I'm going to share it, so if it's a, a design team project, it kind of needs to... I'll sometimes blur it out, but I don't feel that looks very professional. Um, but sometimes it's like, well, you know, I get this kit of stuff and I have a limited amount of time to create and the stories that I want to tell are about Ben. So... yeah sometimes his face is going to be on them um, because I don't want scrapbook albums on top of scrapbook albums that are just photos of the back of his head. I so, think that's completely reasonable. 
Like, I don't have kids yet, but I don't necessarily think I want their faces all over the internet either. And, like, yeah. I, I love taking selfies, <clears throat> and I love posting my photo on the internet, but that's me, and I got to make that decision. Yeah. I don't know that I want to force that on other humans that can't decide that for themselves. Interesting. Yeah, that's how I feel. And I have um, quite a few family members, close family members, that aren't that are also not comfortable being shared. Um, so they have made it clear to me they do not want their photos to be shared online and things, um, which is fine. So there's a lot of photos of me and my boyfriend, and there's a lot of photos of me and my sister mm -hmm. because they're happy to be shared. Um, right. Like so, if I'm creating for creative sake, then I do have photos for that. But if I'm telling my real life weekly story, when I've seen, you know, my dad on one of the days and my mom on one of the days, and you know, I spend all my life with Ben, then I've got a lot of photos that I want to scrap, but I don't want to share. I think that's that's so good. W one, an awesome perspective. Yeah. Two, I'm so glad that you talked about it. Yeah. And three, I think really so reasonable it's just such a reasonable position to take yeah my my friend one of my friends um had her daughter a few years before i had kids and she didn't share her photo on facebook and i that's the first time i'd ever come across it and i was like well that makes sense um and it's it's hard to know what the future is going to be when they are you know, teenagers and young adults and things, but he might not want photos of himself as a baby, just being freely available. And I've experienced myself how some things that you put out in one small corner of the internet that you think nobody will be able to find, and then when you start dating someone new and they say, oh, I found this about you, and I'm like, oh, wow, yeah, that, that was out there <laughs> with, like, my journaling all over, and so now I'm a bit more careful about what journaling gets shared. So a lot of my design team projects will maybe not have any journaling on and then I might go back and add it on later or I'll blur out the journaling and I just, you know, hope that everybody understands that <laughs> I'm not going to share it all online because then it's there forever. Right, then it's there on the internet for everyone to consume forever. So Jess, this season we have been asking everybody a little bit about our theme work smarter not harder and i wonder how this has been happening in your life whether it's been happening right now whether it's been happening throughout your life what are some memorable times where you've been working smarter and not harder okay so i have a few um things that i go to when i'm trying to have this in my life so i make a lot of lists i'm a big fan of lists um and so at the minute especially while i'm working and I've got Ben and I'm trying to do the housework and I've got design team stuff and I've got blogs to post and I've got, I actually want to sit down and create myself. Um, it can all feel like, ah, oh, there's a million things on my to-do list and I don't know where to start. So I'll just not start and I'll just sit and watch Netflix. <laughs> um, but what I've found is if I make a list and then I look at it and I think, right, what are priorities? Um, and that can be different on different days. So some days my priority might be um, the house really needs cleaning and I, I can't carry on functioning until my kitchen is clean. And then other days I might need to have blog posts done in like the next day or two. So I think, you know, the housework can wait, I'll do the blog posts. 
Um, and then there are some days where I just think it's all got to wait because all I need right now is to sit at my desk and look out my window and craft mm -hmm. because I need that for my mm -hmm. sanity. So each day is going to be different on what those priorities are and I have to let some of the things at the bottom of the list go. So sometimes the pots don't get done for a few days. It's my house. I'm single. Well, I'm not a single, single mom. I have my boyfriend who comes to visit and I have family that comes to visit, but it's my house. So if they're there for a few days, then that's only my problem. And uh, I have to be okay if anybody else is judging me. Um, but yeah, I have to let things go. Um, and I have to accept support when it's offered or ask for it if I need it. So my mum is a great one. Anytime she comes over, if there are pots in the sink, she cannot leave them. <laughs> um, so she'll that's a mom thing. Yeah, if I'm, if I'm making tea for us both because for a long time I didn't drive so everyone would come to me because they could drive here and I had been so I wasn't going to go very far late at night and things I can I can kind of do tea and put him to dinner I can do food in the evening <laughs> and put him to bed and have a bit of time with everybody um so it made sense that everyone was coming here which means that I do quite a lot of cooking um so when she comes she's always like what can they do? Can I help? Can I lay the table? I'll wash up afterwards and don't you put Ben to bed and I'll do this and she can't sit still for very long. <laughs> um, so she helps massively, which I totally appreciate. Um, and I have to try and be better at saying, asking for help when I need it, because there's a reason that you have a support system and different people can do different things. And my sister is fantastic I just ring her up for any reason if I need to cry if I need to shout if I need to be excited about something my sister's the person that I ring up to talk about it first um, so I think having that support means that there are times when I just again have things going round and round in my head and just I just ring her up and I say this is how I'm feeling and this is what's happening and then it's kind of out um, and she does the same to me so we kind of help each other deal with things but I think as a mother it takes a village to raise a child it really does and you don't realize until you're doing it how often you have to say can you have my child <laughs> because I need to go to work and nursery have decided they're having a non-funded week which means he doesn't get any of his funded hours so I have a child and I have to go to work and or I need to go to an appointment and you cannot imagine how difficult it is to have a two-year-old in an optician's appointment with you. It's just not feasible. So I have to like take people around with me just to have him for short periods of time. Um, but I'm lucky that I have those people that can do that. Um, and it enables me to be able to do those things and get those things out of the way so that I can then have time to do the things that I want to do. Um, and again, I'm lucky that he sees his dad, so it means that I do get periods of time mm -hmm. to craft. So sometimes my crafting happens in batches. So I might not get chance daily um, to do things. So when I was doing the 100-day project, which was um, in Kristen's 100 Days of All About Me workbook, um, I there were times when I couldn't do it every day, but I'd do like a load at the weekend. Mm -hmm. So I managed to get them all done within the 100 days, just not every day. That's so, fun. Yeah. Yeah. So you had like a whole, whole um, workbook of like your stuff. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. 
I started doing um, like stickers um, and like washi tape and things to decorate the pages and then doing the writing at the bottom. And then it started getting a bit chunky and I thought, I really don't <laughs> want this book to overflow. So then I did a load of watercolour, um, which I, is not within my comfort zone at all. <laughs> um, but I found images to copy um, because I'm all about lifting. Yeah. And, uh, and then I went back to the sticking at the end. So it's just a bit of a mishmash of things. But I love it, and ah. I've bought <clears throat> I've bought the same workbook for people as gifts as well. I keep giving them to everybody. My yeah. idea was that I would give them to them so they could fill them out and give them back to me, <laughs> so I could have like a bookshelf of this. These are my people, but I don't think they're going to want to give them back to me. <laughs> it becomes such a precious thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah my mum has one, my auntie has one, uh, and my stepdad has one. Fine. That's oh, yeah. so cool. I'm just like spreading them around the world. I'm getting one for my sister, but she's not the kind of person that will want to sit and write. So I'm going to every so often ask her a couple of them and I'll mm. write them in. Um, nice. She, she says she's okay with that. <laughs> Your mom and sister oh, yeah. sound just like my mom and sister. And I love that. I totally get <laughs> I have the same relationship yeah. with them. My sister's the one I call and my mom's the one that's like, what can I do? That's sweet. Yeah. Yes, yes. We're going on holiday next year. We've started planning it literally a couple of days ago. Um, we normally go away as a big family group, um, but our guys are not always available and not as enthusiastic as we are about this break. So yeah. we're having next year. We're having just the girls. So me and my sister and my mom and her sister. Um, so I'm very excited about Bye. that. <laughs> that sounds really fun. Yay. Yeah. So, um, right, have I said everything about work smart and not how that yes. I go off on tangents? No, you <laughs> oh, totally have. Bribes, bribes. I bribe myself. <laughs> so I bribe myself to do housework. So if I have to clean my kitchen, I'll put a podcast on while I'm doing it and think I'm getting my crafty stuff at the same time as I'm doing something. Um, or I'll think, right, I have to do this job first, like post a load of blogs, yeah. and then I can go and sit at my desk and do nice things. So, yeah, definitely um, find ways to uh, reward yourself for tasks. <laughs> I love it. Good one. It's, like, amazing how the older you get, the more you realize how little you think you're going to get done the day you get done. <laughs> it's, like, you overestimate, like, I'll do all this stuff. I just find that that yeah. happens all the time. I don't even have a kid. Like, I, every time I talk about this <laughs> to people with a kid, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> I uh, I was watching a, a vlogger I can't remember who it was now it might have been Hannah Hart and she was talking about so I think she suffered with mental health problems like anxiety and depression and what she said was she'd wake up in the morning and think um, how much am I functioning today am I functioning at 100% of my capabilities because if so I'll make myself an amazing to-do list with all these things on and achieve it all or am I functioning at like 50% of my capabilities do I need to like take that down a step and just think these are the few things that I need to get done today or am I working at like 20% and literally getting out of bed and having a shower that's what's going to be on my to-do list because that's that's going to be a success for right. today so I think it's it's good to I often think that and think Set realistic goals for today. And if, you know, just getting out of the house is going to be an achievement, then do that. And if I'm feeling totally pumped, then I'm going to tick everything off. 
yes. think that's great advice. Yes. I think yes, that, that happens that happens a lot for me, like on a week to week basis. Like Monday, I'm like, yes, this is what's gonna get done this week. And then I'm like, Friday. Why is the stuff that I was supposed to get done on Monday still not done? <laughs> and I think that that, like, looking at yourself each day, especially, like, like for me with my headaches, each day can be, like, drastically different. Like, this past week, our temperature went from 87 degrees to 45 degrees overnight, and... um like, that just sucks for me. Like, it just literally means, like, I'm going to wake up the next day and not really be able to get out of bed. And then my to-do list just goes to crap. So I have over the years learned to be nicer to myself when that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it means nothing on my to-do list is going to get done. And so, like, if I beat myself up over that, I'm just going to, like, continue to beat myself up over nothing like that I just have no control over that yeah yeah the um I used to do bullet journaling I don't do it anymore because I spend more of my time creating scrapbook stuff rather than planning but one of the symbols for that was like a little arrow that meant this is going on to the next Mm -hmm. day so I do that a lot I'm like yeah this job didn't get done that can go on to next day and maybe tomorrow it'll be my priority Mm -hmm. and it will get done but if not, it can just keep going. Yeah, I've had it, go on it, It'll get done at some point. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. I love that. So the other thing that we've been asking everybody this season is what do you want more of in your life and what do you want less of in your life? Yeah, so I want more movement. So I want to do more exercise um, because I want to be healthier anyway. I want to start eating better, but... The exercise is really what I want to be able to feel better about myself. Um, And I want to get out more with Ben. So I want to do more like outdoor activities. It's not always easy when it's getting sort of darker earlier and it's colder and things. But we went to the park today and um, looked at autumn leaves and things. And it was like 21 degrees. So it was quite warm anyway. Um, Celsius. Because we do yeah. Celsius, so that that must sound cold <laughs> to you. Guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, but it was really windy. But he loved it, and I think you know, even if it's raining, he'll still love going outside. Um, and I want to drive more places. So I passed my test in May, and I got my car in July. So I'm still really new to driving, um, and I'm pretty confident now in my little town, <laughs> just sort of driving around. Um, but anything further than that freaks me out a bit so I want to start driving some new places and sort of building my confidence going further and my on faster roads and things and so I want more of that I'd like to have less stress um or at least feel less stressed about things when they happen um and one of the things that I'm letting go of is um doing YouTube videos so each month I'll do an unboxing video for my wild hair kit, but I've not really been filming much more than that. Um, it can be tricky now with the lighting to film. I haven't got like decent lights in my house. Um, so I, I film when I've got natural daylight yeah. and I'm running out of time to do that now. I'm working in the week. 
Yeah. Um, and just the editing, the time it was taking to edit them and voice over them and check them and save them and upload them and all that kind of stuff and take photos of them and blah, blah, blah. Um, and I just thought mm. it's a lot of stuff that I'm not getting any joy from. Mm. Yes. And I haven't been watching YouTube as mm. much as I used to. So I had this thing about blog posts. Like I had a blog and I wrote on it occasionally. But I was kind of like, well, I'm not that interested in reading people's blogs. I'd much rather watch a YouTube video. And now I'm like, mm, I'm not really watching process videos. I'd rather just go on Instagram and see what's happening on there. So I kind of think, well, why am I spending so much of my time creating this kind of content that even I'm not that interested in right. consuming? Mm-hmm. Yep, so, that's exactly uh, right. Yeah, I think I'm letting go of that a bit. I think that's awesome. It's really good. Um, so my last thing that I've written down is less judging and more encouraging. So I feel strongly that there's a lot of judgment about mothers. Um, and we kind of judge ourselves and feel guilty about things. Um, but, and it makes it hard for me as a mother to feel that, but I've found myself guilty of doing the same thing. So I took Ben out for some food on Friday and we went to a pub for a meal because we'd both not been feeling very well. And I thought, this will be nice. It'll be relaxing. I won't have to cook. I won't have to clean up. It'll be a fun little mummy toddler date. And so we went out and it was all going well and we ordered the food and everything. And there was a father there with two of his kids and his little boy spilled a drink on himself. And his dad was like, oh, now you're all wet. And I was like feeling slightly superior that I had a change of clothes for my child Mm -hmm. in the bag and that kind of thing. And I was like, hmm, father's. And then Ben <laughs> became an absolute nightmare and he needed to go to the toilet and there's only me and him there so we had to leave our table with our food on and go to the toilet and then he needed the toilet again and then he wanted to do something and then he didn't want to eat his pasta and I'm having this whole, you can have an ice cream if you eat your yeah. pasta <laughs> conversation and I'm thinking, oh my God, I should have just stayed at home and then I would be having this conversation in private but I'm like... <laughs> This, this meal that was supposed to be so wonderful was deteriorating. And then he spilled half a glass of water over the table. And I just thought, <laughs> well, that's calm. <laughs> so I think next time I would be quicker to say, is there anything I can do to help? <laughs> because I just think, you know, it's creating drama and it's just, it's going to happen to everyone. So it's not fair to judge somebody else when it's happening to them. Um, so yeah, I learned my lesson that day. <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done to help? You only had one pair of clothes for your son. <laughs> yeah, I had some clothes for him, but I, I also had like tissues and I had uh, wipes and I, yeah, I don't know. I just felt like I could have, I could have at least not judged him. But <laughs> that happened. <laughs> it happens, you know. It happens. Yeah, humans, man. <laughs> we know always what to do. Sometimes we don't do it. But I think, I, you know, yeah. I give you points for, like, retrospect, right? We have to. Yeah. I think as women we need to, like, just – and as mothers, you're right. As parents, we need to, like, bulk each other up because we – I think we are our biggest critics, right? Yeah, definitely. And I think that comes with anxiety, too, which we'll probably talk more about in after Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, are you ready for our currently round? 
Yes. All right, let's do it. So we're going to conclude the episode with our currently round that comes off right off of Kristen's um, currently card that you can get at areyoukristen.com slash currently and download the free one if you want as well. Um, yeah, so let's orally do it on the podcast. Let's do it. Ready? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what is your – no, what are you currently watching? So I'm currently watching How I Met Your Mother. Um, so I've seen bits of it before and never watched it all in order. Um, and we've been watching bits of lots of other things, but I'd just like to finish with How I Met Your yeah. Mother because it's just easy watching, yeah. and it's that, like, 22-minute show that you can just, well, I haven't quite got time to watch a whole episode of something. Let's yeah. just watch just one of those. Yeah. Put it on. I watched the yeah. whole season on Netflix. My ex-boyfriend loved it to death and made me, and we'd watched it together. Have you got up to yet? Damn it, Patrice! Have you got up to that reference yet? No, okay. I don't think we have got that far. Going, no. Damn it, Patrice. Uh, what's just happened? Uh, Ted was just about to get married to Stella. Oh. So we've not got much further than that yet. Oh, um, right. Because we've we've started watching The Flash um, on Now TV. And apparently we've only got until 14th of November to watch <laughs> the whole of this season. Okay. So we're, <laughs> we're kind of plowing through yeah. that to try and get it done. Um, before that date, <laughs> I love me some Netflix. It's funny how they get you with yeah. those deadlines. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really random as well because it's my birthday on the day that it expires. So I'm like, yes, you can't even have a binge birthday. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> no. Oh, don't worry, they'll find something else to catch you with. Yeah. Yeah. Tricky Netflix. What are you currently reading? I'm currently reading "Girl, Wash Your Face" by Rachel Hollis. Because nice. I feel like I need it for my like <laughs> perfectionism and my anxiety and things, so I'm uh, I'm getting through that before bed. Yeah, awesome. Let me know how you like it when you're finished. Yeah, it's been one on my list. Um, what are you currently listening to? Um, I'm currently listening to lots of crafty podcasts, especially when I'm doing my housework, um, and just chilled music. I've been feeling the need for just chilled, so I listen to quite a lot of rock music which i love and it's great like getting the emotions out but sometimes just need calm definitely totally yes <laughs> what are you currently making uh i'm currently making my weekly tn pages um that i was talking about earlier fun what are you currently feeling i'm currently feeling gratitude so i've been trying to do daily gratitude um so I think it was Jacqueline again. I saw it in her Instagram stories and um, like daily gratitude. And I thought, yeah, I can do that. So I've been trying. I think I've done it now since the end of July, mostly daily, um, because then I've got it for when I'm doing my weekly pages, because I might do that at the end of the week or even like halfway through the next week mm -hmm. or something. Um, so I've got like a little snapshot each day of what was making me happy. So I've been loving that. That's awesome. What do you currently? Yeah, it's just just a couple of things each day, and I try and find a picture that I can share to go with it. Um, and it's just been making me feel good at the end of the day. That's in your traveler's notebook. Um, on Instagram stories, oh. I've been sharing them. Um, sometimes I don't share them if I use like a photo that's mm -hmm. got Ben's face or my mum's face or something, because sometimes I want to use those photos. Um, but yeah, I've been sharing it on Instagram stories and then using those 
like screenshotting gotcha. the images and using them when I'm doing my TN. Fun. What are you currently planning? I'm planning birthdays and Christmas. So autumn to me means birthdays are coming. I'm still very <laughs> excited about my birthday. Um, and because it's my birthday and then three days later, it's my sister's birthday. So there's always a lot going on that week. Um, and then Christmas because I just love it. And I have recently found out that my um, December daily kit has been shipped. So I'm very excited that that's on its way. Yay! <laughs> Best feeling ever! Yay! <laughs> okay, and lastly, what are you currently loving? I'm currently loving autumn. So I just, I just love autumn. I feel excited already that birthdays are on the way and the colors and the smells and the warmth and and I just, I just love the coziness, big jumpers and lots of candles and Hugo feelings. Yay, Kristen said today, she said, we have the coolest guests. And I thought that this whole episode, <laughs> I was just like, we just have the coolest people on. It's true, it's true. <laughs> we do, we have the best guests. And I'm excited to go and talk to Jess in After Chatter because she's already told us that uh, she has some good stuff for After Chatter. So I'm really excited for the stuff that she wants to talk about. Yeah, let's delve deep. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're speaking my language. You're a Scorpio. I am. Like me, we do the deepness. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so you guys should definitely come over and hang out with us on After Chatter. Uh, if you are not already a Patreon subscriber... You can head over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale and join us. And if you already are a Patreon subscriber, you know to head over to patreon.com slash craftyassfemale to find this week's After Chatter show. And you can listen or watch the video of Amanda, Jess, and I while we chat it up about some awesome and deep stuff. And you can always catch every single After Chatter audio and video episode as well as some of the F PDF. Oh yeah, I was gonna say FTP. <laughs> that is something that's totally different. Um, all of the PDF uh, extras, book club, all of the awesome things that you get as a crafty ass female supporter. We love you, and next week we will be back with another awesome guest. And we hope that you have an amazing crafty week and have an awesome November. Yeah. And vote tomorrow. If you are in America, vote tomorrow, please. Um, please vote. And happy birthday, Jess, soon. Yeah. <laughs> happy birthday, Jess, soon. Thanks. All right, guys. We love you and have a great week. Bye. Bye. Bye.